Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening to this podcast, this very episode, at this time for a reason. I trust that you are going to hear something today that is going to be insightful and impactful on your journey with food. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I often talk about the importance of awareness and how awareness is the first and most important step to any change. But if you haven't been listening to it for a while and this is your first time tuning in, I'll give you a brief summary and I'll refer you to a couple of other episodes if you want to learn more. Here's the main premise. You can't change what you aren't aware of. So if you've been binging or having out-of-control moments with food for years or even decades, it's very likely that much of what you do with food is on autopilot. So in episode 32, I talked about how the brain works. Its primary goal is to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and use as little energy as possible. And one of the ways that it uses less energy is by putting the things that it does repeatedly on autopilot. It's kind of like driving to the store or any place that you drive to on a regular basis. You don't have to think about it. You just do it. Have you ever gotten to one of your locations? Let's say you got to the store or you returned home from being somewhere and you really don't even have any memory or recall of the journey, the trip itself. You just arrived at home. That's because your brain has done it so many times. It's on autopilot. And it does the very same thing with our food patterns. So in order to change your patterns, you have to become aware of them first. We all have patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting around food. And when you first start looking into this, it, you may not even be aware of what these patterns are. It may feel like these things just happen to you. Or maybe you might describe it like this. I don't know what happened. The next thing I knew, I was standing in the pantry. Or I was surrounded by empty boxes, bags, and wrappers. We may not even come into awareness until after the fact, until we're surrounded by the boxes and the bags and the, and the wrappers. We may, not, we may come into awareness when we're standing in the pantry. 
We may come into awareness when we are in the grocery store, standing in front of the baked goods, or at the line in the drive-thru. Your point of awareness may be at any different point. But we need to bring awareness in. We need to bring a lot of awareness into what we do with food. Because it's been on autopilot for so long, we need to become aware first. So what we do with that is we notice our patterns. What we might be thinking in the moments before we eat, while we're eating, what are the thoughts that are happening in our head while we're eating? What are we thinking afterwards? And what are we feeling in our body, both before, during, and after? What are the stories that we tell ourselves about why we eat the way that we do? So this is step one. We have to become aware first. Notice everything and get off of autopilot. So what you can do is you can consider writing your observations down in a journal or even in an app on your phone. You want to start to become a scientist. You're collecting and gathering data about your patterns with food. Maybe you start to notice that there's a particular day of the week for you when you often binge or feel out of control with food. For me, when I started to gain more awareness, I noticed a pattern with Mondays and also a pattern after lunch. I would want to keep eating after that meal and I would get several small snacks over and over until I decided I had blown it and then I would binge and eat until I simply couldn't eat anymore. So what that looked like for me was I would finish my meal and I would think, I just want a little something else. And I would go to the pantry and I would have a little something else. And then I would think, oh, just a little bit more. And I would have a little something else. This was often nuts, actually. I would like have like a handful. Oh, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And I would do that several times until I just decided there was some random arbitrary point at which I decided I had blown it. Now it's a binge. So this was my pattern. Once I decided I was binging, I was all in and I would eat until I literally could not stop. So that was my pattern. I became aware of my pattern. Maybe as you're increasing your awareness, you're noticing your internal dialogue. Maybe what you start to become aware of is that you're saying really mean things to yourself when you make a decision to eat. Or maybe you're saying things to yourself that don't sound that mean, but they also don't sound so nice, like, you shouldn't be doing this, you're really not hungry, you don't need that. Just pay attention. Write down the things that you say to yourself. Just notice them. Become aware of them. Write them down or You can say them out loud to somebody else. If you have somebody else in your life that you are able to talk to about your food journey and your food struggles, it's really powerful to talk about what happens in your brain and to let somebody else know. The brain is really interesting. It doesn't often offer up a lot of different suggestions. So it usually uses the same line over and over. 
It knows what to say to get you to eat, but it really isn't clever or unique. Think about this for yourself. When you think about, if you are even aware at this point, if you are aware of the thoughts that your brain offers up to get you to eat, like, oh, just a little bit more. We just want a little bit. Maybe it's that. Or, um, oh, it just tastes so good. I need to have just a bite. If you notice, like, what that is, is it very similar over and over again? Or does it change? For most people, there's like only a handful of lines that the brain uses to try to get you to do your thing. This is such great news. This means you can predict what it is likely to say, and then you can decide how you want to respond to it. Okay, this is where we come into step two. And what we're talking about in this episode is we become aware, right? It's like, okay, I'm aware. We become aware. We've been talking about why it's so important to become aware. Now, now what? Now what do I do? So people will come and say to me, I'm really aware, but I'm still doing the thing. I'm still eating in the ways that I have been eating. I'm still showing up in ways that I don't love around food. What do I do? So here's what, we, here's what we're talking about. Step number one, we notice. We're aware. You become aware of what is happening externally, but most importantly, internally. What is the dialogue? What are the feelings? What are the sensations in your body? We increase that awareness. That's step number one. Step number two is we decide. This is your choice point. Once you're aware, you can choose to do something different. Now, when you're not aware and you're on autopilot, sometimes it doesn't even feel like you have a choice because it's almost like that choice has been made for you. It's like you don't even realize you have a choice. You are just acting without even realizing it. But as we bring this activity, these thoughts, these patterns into our awareness, you now get to choose. You now get to decide what you want to do. But here is the most important piece. And it goes back to the number one reason why people binge, and that is shame and judgment. So it is crucial. It is imperative that you don't judge or shame yourself for what you are thinking, feeling, or doing. Why is this so important? Well, let's think about it. What do you want to do when someone else judges you? You want to get as far away from them as possible. Nobody wants to be judged. So this is what we do to ourselves. We judge ourselves or we shame ourselves. But the only way we know how to get away from ourselves is to disconnect through food. So we eat. We don't have that ability to just get away from ourselves. You're with yourself every day. So we've taught ourselves to disconnect through food. So it is so important that you do not shame or judge yourself, no matter what you're thinking, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you are doing with food. So if you're one of these people who has been thinking, I'm aware of my patterns, but I just keep doing the same thing with food. I just keep eating in the same way. Let me ask you this question. 
How are you talking to yourself? Are you judging yourself for what you're noticing? Chances are the answer is yes. And this is totally normal. The brain will always look for what isn't working or what is wrong. And this is no different. So it takes intentional thinking to be kind and compassionate with yourself. Chances are very good that you never learned this skill for yourself, the skill of being kind and compassionate with yourself. This might be a new skill for you to develop. Think about what happens when a baby is learning to walk. If that baby was berated every time they fell down, they just might not continue to get up and try. But what do we do with babies when they're learning to walk and they fall down? We encourage them. We encourage them every time, even when they fall down. We can do the same thing with ourselves. But again, this is a skill. The skill is learning to talk to yourself as you would to a young child or your best friend. Someone that you believe is absolutely worthy lovable, and valuable no matter what. So the way that you do this is you get curious with yourself and you ask yourself amazing questions like, how does this make sense? You can ask that question, how does this make sense? You can ask this when you are having an urge, that intense desire to eat something. How does it make sense that I really just want to eat right now? You can ask it in the moment when you are eating and you don't want to stop and you're noticing all the patterns of thinking and feeling and behaving. How does it make sense that I'm doing this right now or even afterwards? Here's another question that I love. Can I just wait a few minutes to see if anything might change? So this could be in the moment when you are like, you have that feeling in your body, that feeling like you want to come out of your skin, you just want to go eat. Can I just wait a few minutes to see if anything might change? Remember, we're in step two right now, the choice point where we decide, can I just wait a few minutes? Maybe that's a decision. We can also ask ourselves, what do I really need right now? I love that question because It forces your brain to come up with the answer, what do I really need? Another great question is, what do I think the food is going to be doing for me? What do I want the food? What do I expect the food to be doing for me right now? What do I really need? We know the brain is always going to work on the question that we ask it. So these are amazing questions to ask yourself. Another amazing question, can I do something different in this moment? powerful question. Now, for more about the power of questions, along with a download of incredible questions you can ask yourself before, during, and after a moment of eating, you can check out episode 33 of this podcast. All right. So step number one, we noticed. Step number two, we decide to do something different. Now, step number three is to remember that you don't have to believe everything you think. 
your brain will offer up 60,000 thoughts per day. The vast majority of these thoughts are subconscious. They're ones you've had over and over again. You aren't even aware of them. Now, through this work and what we're doing together, we are bringing some of these subconscious thoughts into our awareness. It may be thoughts like, I want more. I want more food. Or I can't stop eating. Now, before, you might not have even known that those were the thoughts going through your brain before you ate the food or even while you were eating it. But through awareness, now you know what those thoughts are. So if we can see the thoughts and not judge ourselves for having them, then we can realize they are just sentences. And you don't have to believe everything you think. Here's the amazing news. You already don't believe everything you think. Here's an example. Have you ever had a situation where something happens with your computer and you get the thought to throw it through the window or smash it onto the ground? I have multiple times. Well, I've had the thought that I want to throw my computer or smash it through the window, but I've never actually followed through with it because I didn't believe my brain when it suggested that would be a great idea. I know that thought is a really good sign that I'm angry and I'm frustrated, and I can process that emotion in other more productive ways, but the computer doesn't get harmed because I know that would not be effective. So when you have the thought, I want more food, and you know you have eaten enough to satisfy your physical needs, this is the place where you can notice the thought and decide to do something different. Now, you don't have to go straight to, I don't believe you, because that might not feel true. But you can ask yourself, can I just wait a little bit to see what happens? Now, notice this is different. We don't have any shame or any judgment. It's like, no, you shouldn't be eating. You should wait. You should stop. It's we shift to curiosity. Can I just, can I just wait a little bit to see what happens? I'm going to get curious. If your brain is telling you, I can't stop eating, mine used to offer that all the time, you can say, maybe it's possible that this isn't true. Maybe I've just believed it without realizing I actually could stop. What would it look like to prove myself wrong? Am I willing to be wrong about this? I love that question. Some of us aren't, and it's good to know that. But are you willing to be wrong about thinking that you can't stop? Such a powerful question to put your brain to work on. Now, if you've increased your awareness around your patterns, but you've found that your behaviors aren't changing, or maybe they're even even increasing, it's likely that you are judging yourself. Or you're not realizing that you can choose something different in the moment. So start by recognizing your increased awareness. This truly is the first step to change. You can't change what you aren't aware of. 
So the more you increase your awareness, the more you become aware of your patterns of thinking, of feeling, and doing, the more you will be able to get to that choice point. But you can't get to the choice until you're aware of what's happening. Now, you know what's next. As we gain this awareness, don't judge yourself. Get curious. Be a scientist of your patterns and your behavior. And remember, you know how the brain works. It's going to look for what's wrong. It's going to look for what's not working. So we have to be intentional. This is where we bring the intentional part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex in to get curious, to become a scientist, to ask amazing questions, decide to do something different. Ask yourself amazing questions and don't believe everything you think. Do these things over and over again celebrating your progress along the way, and change is inevitable. Now, sometimes awareness comes in hearing other people's experiences. You may have gained a lot more awareness by listening to this podcast, by hearing about my experience, and then coming into awareness of what is true for you. Sometimes your awareness comes from talking about your own experience. Maybe it's through talking about it with other people who share these same struggles. Maybe it comes from journaling, writing down what is going on. What are you noticing? Now, as you go through this process of increasing your awareness, and if you would like a way to skyrocket your awareness, along with even more practical hands-on guidance for your eating struggles, I invite you to join me for my two-day virtual event happening at the end of July. It will be packed full of value for you, and the only cost to you is your time. You can sign up today at janepilger.com forward slash event. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. If you're a smart, successful woman who is ready to go from triggered to trust with your binge food, you won't want to miss my two-day virtual event where I will teach you how to work with your brain, body, and nervous system to create a peaceful relationship with food. This is not another class. It's an interactive experience where you will get to learn about and work with your nervous system in live time. And on day two, you'll bring your binge food and I will walk you through an exercise that just might change everything for you. The only cost to you is your time. Sign up today at janepilger.com forward slash event.